do not let anybody ever take away your happiness when it comes to spring football and college. Um, you know, it's it's a wonderful time. College football is the best football to me. We have USFL, we have XFL now in the spring that we can enjoy. But if you're a true college football fan, spring football is the opportunity to say, hey, we're getting closer. We still have the whole summer, but we're still getting closer. And it gives us something to talk about for spring football. Um, you know, talked about it last time where spring football is the best one. As long as you don't overreact to anything because it's not the end-all be-all for a lot of teams. It will expose some things for your team when it comes to the practices and the spring game that they need to work on or allows you to see some players for the first time. You know, you have some big-time recruit that comes in. You say you get to see them in pads. You get to see them do all that stuff. And it just gives you something to talk about. There are some fans that over overdo it and say, okay, we see our team play in a spring game. We're, we're going to win the championship. No, you should never do that. But it it's fun. It, you know... A, a, a podcast came out, you know, a sports show, and I'm not going to say who. You guys can figure it out on your own. Uh, they have a subscription model. They work for a big place, and the, and the host said that the casual fan will overreact to spring football. They talk about it too much, and, and the only thing they care about in spring ball is the coaches care about is coming out healthy. Well, of course they do. They care about coming out healthy. But coaches, for the most part, have a lot of fun with spring football because it allows them to get back with their players. It allows them to see who they have. And if you're a football coach and you haven't coached in a couple months, it is fun to get out there and start scheming. It's fun to get out there and see any type of transfer guy you have come in, any early signee that could be there in the spring. It allows you to kind of see what you have and so that you can be excited about the summer and say, this is how we can – you know, go about this. So it's fun. And as long as you don't overreact and look at a team and say, okay, this person's not going to be our starting quarterback, this person, you know, whatever. Not every job is end-all, be-all with spring football. So never allow somebody to take away your happiness when it comes to talking about spring football. And it's okay to talk about it as long as we don't always overreact to it. And there's some importance to it. I wish in high school here in Illinois we had some spring football uh, I coach a spring sports. It'd be hard for me to do, but I think it'd be fun because it allows you to get your guys around. It allows them to be around each other. It allows you to kind of see what you have and you can plan accordingly to the summer because with high school ball, you don't know what you got till the summer and then you're trying to install some things and then maybe you realize, hey, the way you were going to install this, the way you were going to block these things, we just don't have the guys to do it. So now we have to adapt and change and so that's why spring football is great. College football spring is great because it means we're just inching closer to the season. And so don't let anybody take away your happiness. Uh, we're going to talk about, continuing with spring ball, we're going to talk about the Illinois Final Line Ice Spring. Uh, they were going to have their spring game tonight, Thursday night. Um, but with the inclement weather that's about to hit, Central Illinois possibly, uh, with the thunderstorms, we had some thunderstorms up in the suburbs yesterday. Um, they decided to move it to Friday, and it's going to become an open scrimmage. It is free to the public. Um, I don't think it's going to be televised, so it's going to be hard for a lot of us. Well, as of right now, I could see them trying to televise it somewhere. Um, but it is disappointing that it's not going to be a full-on spring game because unlike some people out there, yes, I want, I personally am probably miserable on a lot of things. 
But for some people who are miserable when it comes to spring ball, let them be miserable. But we haven't talked about Illinois football in a while. So I wanted to talk about Illinois football, talk about their spring, talk about what we're going to look at, how the Illinois team is going to look uh, a little different, and, what, and what's kind of what, what to expect from this Illinois team. So their, their open scrimmage will be Friday. I don't know if it will be televised now. It's not going to be on the Big Ten Network. But what do we expect from this Illinois final eye football spring game um, and these spring practices that have been going on for a couple weeks? Um, well, a couple things. There's there's some changes for this team. You have a new defensive coordinator now, Aaron Henry. Now he was on staff. He was coaching already, so he understands exactly what coach Coach Bielmo wants. He understands how Coach Walters was calling defense. He was, you know, he understands. And so I don't see incredible changes on defense besides maybe some scheme. Because you now have to one thing we're to expect is how are you going to replace you know, a Sidney Brown, how are you going to place a Devin Weatherspoon um, in the backfield? You're going to have a different look in your safeties and corners. In Illinois, the very first year with Coach Walters and Coach Bielma, they tried to run a lot of man stuff, and then they had to disguise it. They got really good at disguising it as the season went on, and then they started to run a little zone. Last year, they were able to really disguise it, but they ran a lot more man which caused a lot more pressure, which caused a lot more turnovers, which caused a lot of these things. But he had an experience back, he had experienced secondary, you know, with your corners and your safeties. And so for the defensive side, you're not going to see everything be called in a spring game. So we could sit here and say we want to see how the defensive coordinator, Aaron Henry, um, calls a defense, which you will. I don't think they really care. Like, oh, they were running man, they're running zone. Whoever, however that film gets out, however they look at it, they're not going to care. So you could put some stock into how they're calling it, how he's, you know, moving people around. But what to expect with that? You're not going to expect too much from um, a lot of defensive calls. But it's going to be curious to see who gets played in the safety positions and the corner positions. Um, Tavion Nicholson. Uh, he's the most experienced of the group. He played 10 games last year, so he'll be one of those guys that's going to have to stand out the spring, and that's one of the guys we're going to see. How does he really play without a Sidney Brown there? Because Sidney Brown was the leader, but how is he going to adjust to that? Um, another name to look out for is Miles Scott. Um, he went from offense to defense. He played all 13 games at wide receiver last year. He's going to be playing some defense as well. Um, we have some transfers here. Um, Harper and Tyler Strain. Those are guys that you're going to have to look out for and see how they're going to fill the roles. And and even though we're not going to see a lot of scheme being called, it's going to be curious to see, are they playing man? How do they play man? And it allows, again, I, like I said, in the spring, how do they know going into the summer? So this these practices they've had, they've been able to see when they get into a game type where fans are there in the Memorial Stadium how do they adjust to that? Can they play man? It allows them to work on some things. And we're not going to full-on suspect what we're going to do into the season quite yet because you would have to wait and see reports and have some practice and hear what they're going to say. I can only speculate at this moment, and we'll speculate later on, about how maybe it might be less man because of who their guys are because you have to cater towards what you have. Um, even though they've... You can recruit for that. Um, those are some names that you're going to have to stick out towards the fall. Um, Coach Bielma talked about 
Aaron Henry talked about the guys. Um, a quote for him saying is, I've kind of been stretching to Coach Henry. Let's keep rolling guys through. Let's get as many reps, uh, many valuable plays as we can, um, which that's the experience you're getting right now, which being younger with corners and safeties. Um, until this live scrimmage you're going to have, um, the value of calling, communicating, aligning, reacting is invaluable. And so – People that talk about how spring may not be as important, right there, Coach Bielema said, like, these are important reps to see because it allows them to, you know, if they're struggling, do they go to this transfer portal? Do they, because transfer portal is a thing. We talked about it uh, last time. If it's there, use it, I guess, until we get some type of restraint, until we, or restraint, until we get some type of leadership from that. Um, but those are a couple of names that you got to look out for. Um, on the defensive side of the ball. Um, and it's just going to be tough to replace um, those defensive players. You know, you have a lot of them going to the NFL draft, which is which is cool. Coach Bielma said he's going to the NFL draft for the first time in his coaching career, which is crazy to think about coaching at Wisconsin and having Russell Wilson and those type of guys. Um, so it's a little crazy to think about that part. But continue to talk about the Illinois football team for this year. Um, if you think about the roster on that defensive side of the ball, um, again, those names that we're going to have to look out for is, you know, Nicole Harper um, playing that strong safety position. As of right now, that's what it's listed at. Um, you're going to look at Tavion Nicholson. You're going to look at Matthew Bailey at free safety. Um, curious to see how some of these linebackers play as well. You know, you have Calvin, Calvin Hart, Tarquin Barnes. How are they going to play in this man to, uh, defense that they're going to try to play? We already know what Keith Randolph brings to the table. So another thing that you have to um, think about is you're not going to see them a lot. You're going to see those guys at the very, very, very beginning. The, the, the safeties and, and the corners, those type of guys, you're going to see them a little more so they get some reps because, like I said, the quote is these reps are invaluable. And uh, – you're going to see those guys, but you're not going to see Keith Randolph very much. We know what they can do. You can see a couple of these uh, linebackers, but you're going to see them at the beginning, and that's why the very beginning is very crucial um, and seeing maybe how Aaron Harry is going to call a defense, and that will give us – it will give us some insight into the summer and allow us to speculate later on um, into the season. So defensively, those are the things, I think, and the names you have to look out for um, because, you know, Calvin, Calvin Avery no longer there. Jamal Woods not there. Um, you know, David Witherspoon is going to be going into the draft and playing big time ball, Sidney Brown, Kendall Smith, um, Javaris Martin. Those are guys that you're going to have to replace. So defensively, just curious how they're going to play defense. Those certain names, how are they going to adjust to that? Do they have to play more zone? Do they have to play more, dare I say, since Lovey Smith times cover two defense? Um, so those are the things that, um, we need to be looking at and watching those players. And then your backups. Um, that's, what's really important. And I'll probably repeat that for the offense, but for defense, very important for not only those new guys to get reps, but a lot of the backups to get reps because then that allows to see for Coach Bielma going to the summer, okay, how not in shape are we? How in shape are we? Are these guys that we can rely on if, God forbid, an injury happens? Are these the guys that we can, you know, rotate through, especially for a defensive line uh, where we can rotate guys and really – put pressure on the offensive line and put pressure on their quarterback, put pressure on their play caller because we're always rotating guys. We're able to step in um, because it's a long season. You never know. So with injuries, 
you know, conditioning, all those type of things. So that's what you're going to be looking at for defense. Offensively, what's going to be very curious to see is, you know, you're going to have a couple new offensive coaches as well and defensive coaches. Forgot to mention that, you know, a lot of them went to Purdue uh, with Coach Walters. And so on offense, you're going to have the second year under Coach Lonnie Jr., uh, you know, the very first year with um, Coach Bielma, they had, you know, a completely different offense, and then they bring in Coach Lunny last year. So second year in the offense. So we're going to have to see if some of those guys just know it. Um, but they have to replace some people as well, not just with the football coaches, but with players. Um, we'll just start from the main player from last year. Well, I don't want to say main, but probably the guy that, you know, everybody knows is Chase Brown in the running back room. You know, he is, you know, off to the NFL draft. So that is going to be a huge thing to, to replace. But they have about three or four running backs that they can use. Um, it's going to be taking reps, in my opinion, between Josh McCray and Reggie Love III. Um, you know, Josh McCray coming off, um, he, he was supposed to be – I'm not saying Chase Brown would not have put up the numbers he did last year if McCray was healthy um, because he looked great as a freshman – and then last year was supposed to be able to be that, you know, that one-two punch. You know, Chase Brown, that could do everything. He can run people over. He can outrun people. He could do all those things. Josh McCray is the guy that could just run people over. He still has some speed. But it was going to be that one-two punch, especially when you got down to the red zone. If you had both of them in the game at the same time, put Chase Brown out into the slot, and you had Josh McCray in the backfield, whew, that was going to be something to, to watch and really something to see. Then you then he gets hurt. Um, then you have Reggie Love the third, who doesn't have a lot of reps. He's just a speedster type of guy. Um, so now it's going to be those two. So it's going to be really to see, even in this game, you know, you have some practices going on. How does Josh McCray bounce back from his injury? Is he in the spring game? Is he going to be running? And he's are we going to see mentally that he can handle being tackled? And so that's why a spring is very important because it allows him to say, hey. This guy mentally just isn't ready, but I think he is. You know, reports and videos you've seen, he's running hard, he's cutting hard, and so I think he'll be fine, and this will allow him to feel better. You know, okay, hey, look, I got tackled. Um, nothing bad happened, and so getting tackled, nothing bad happening to my body. I didn't get hurt, and so that will allow him to get um, some confidence, and then as a redshirt freshman, Jordan Anderson is reported to be a very fast guy, very good runner. So you have the possibility of having two or three running backs a game take the load off to try to replace uh, the the production of a Chase Brown. And so that running back room looks pretty good for the Illinois. It's just we're going to have to figure out who's going to take most of the reps because you don't want to replace every single every single play. You don't need somebody new. But I think you're you're not going to see the heavy – um, carry load that you saw with Chase Brown. Chase Brown could carry the ball every single play. We're not going to see that. Josh McCray is not going to carry the ball every single play. You know, Reggie Love III is not going to carry the ball every single play. So you're going to see alternating running backs in that room for the offense. And so for the spring game, what to expect is we're going to see all those guys get a lot of reps, and we're going to be able to see what kind of moves do they have. Are they able to put their head down? And they can be able to catch passes. And so that's going to be really good, cool to see. And that's cool to talk about, you know, later on in the summer, talking about the running back room there. Um, wide receivers, we still have a lot of the same guys, which is awesome to see. Um, Casey Washington still around, you know, Pat Bryant around, Isaiah Williams, that's going to be the guy. Don't expect to see Isaiah Williams play much in this scrimmage because we already know, if, if certain guys, we already know what they bring to the table. You'll see them for the first series, maybe the second, if there's a couple plays they want to call and see. 
um, just to have some fun too. It's fun to play in a scrimmage and try to be in that game environment. Uh, but those guys, you're not going to see much of. You're going to see their backups, you know, um, Ian Pogue, Sean Miller, um, Hank Beatty, you know, those type of wide receivers. Um, Ashton Hollins is another player you're going to see. Kari Wilcher is a freshman. Those are the guys that you're going to see. We know what the first guys bring to the table. They have to keep taking those steps forward to get better as well. So you're going to see those guys for the first – Isaiah Williams you won't see past the first series. Casey Washington, maybe Pat Bryant, maybe you're going to see those guys. But that wide receiver room has to continue to grow and get better. Um, that was one of the problems last year at the very beginning of the year I thought were – People could talk about the wide receivers, but as the year went on, they got a lot better. The quarterback play was great last year, and so the receiving room, they have to continue to get better and continue to grow. So you're going to see those guys. So things to expect from that are the same names as last year, but we're going to see how are they running their routes? Are they getting the ball to them? How are they catching the ball? You know, There's going to be some bubble screens like last year. How are they blocking them? So those type of things. Uh, the next room we're going to have is the offensive line group. And that's a curious one to watch, and that's one that I would be watching for because, you know, the first year you saw a lot of, like, zone type of play, and then this year you still saw some zone, a little bit of wide zone, but there was counter, especially in that Mississippi State game. There was a lot of counter. We had a lot of pin and pull, and it's the third year with Coach Miller, but it's the third year um, with Coach Bart Miller, and talking to him last spring, and hopefully to talk to him again after they're done with their spring scrimmage, hopefully I can try to talk to him again. Um, third year with him, how is he molding this offensive line room? Are they starting to pick up on what he wants to do? And each year they kind of adapt to what they have. Um, but the big name is Alex, um, you know, they call him Big P or uh, Pasowski. You know, I keep saying his name wrong. I'm Polish and I say his last name wrong, but he, he started so many games. He was a big anchor for the offensive line group, him going into the draft and so trying to replace him, trying to replace Alex, um, Phil Strom, um, then you have Michael Marchowski. And so it's just going to be curious to see how some of these guys, you know, play. But you have Josh Crute, Owen Crute's son. He is a redshirt sophomore. Um, he's going to be put into that guard position or the center position, excuse me. And so that's going to be fun to try to see him play in a game type environment. Um you have uh, Chrysler at the right guard position. We, I just want to see how he continues to grow and play. And so with this offensive line group, just to see these new guys be put in, um, how do they mold, how does this tackle position look, how's the communication between all of them. Um, you're not going to see their entire run game, but I'm going to be curious to see what type of run game they have because each year they have similar ones, but it's changed a little bit towards what offense they're doing and it's changed towards what they're able to do and so being an offensive lineman myself, that's a big one that I'm going to watch. And then younger, I have Luke Ford. He was having a hard time staying healthy. But you have um, Tip Ryman. He's a redshirt junior as your tight end group. Um, redshirt sophomore transfer, Tanner Arkin is going to be here as well. So to see these tight ends, Heron Boyer, redshirt freshman, how are they going to utilize tight ends in the blocking game? Um, how are they going to utilize in the pass game as well? And I know maybe it sounds like I put a lot of stock into the spring game, but I think – the way you hear Coach Bielma talk and these coaches, you're gonna you're not gonna see the entire playbook open up, but you're gonna see um, basic plays for these guys and basic plays that we're gonna be able to see. And then, obviously, everybody talks about the quarterback. You know, we no longer have Tommy DeVito. The NCAA did not allow him to have another year to play, which I thought was disappointing, and I thought it was poor leadership and a poor decision because you allow 
this, you know, other guys to play four colleges in four years. You allow them to do kind of whatever they want. And then, but then when Illinois wants to with Tommy DeVito to have one more year, you say no. So they don't really care about players and all that stuff. But, you know, Illinois had to go out and try to replace them. So in the quarterback room, you have retro freshman Donovan Leary, Redshirt senior transfer John Paddock. And then from Old Miss, everybody's talking about is Luke Altemeyer. He's a redshirt sophomore transfer from Old Miss. People are speculating that he's going to be the starter. Now, people put a lot of pressure on the quarterbacks in these spring games. You saw what happened with Archie Manning and people talk about how bad he is, which, you know, we'll maybe talk about that in a whole other episode, but he did not look good in his spring game at all. So does that mean he's not going to be the starter? Maybe. But you know, these are reps that you take advantage of, especially in this game-like situation. And so people are going to put a lot of eyeballs on the quarterback position because we knew what Tommy DeVito brought after the year, and if he was still here, we would know. How is Luke Altmeyer going to show us what he's capable of doing? He's projected to be the starter. Um, you know, Luke Altmeyer, and because Tommy DeVito, he had a lot more stats to bring. When you look at Luke Altmeyer. Um, when he was at Old Miss. Now, he got in as a freshman. He played in five games as a backup quarterback. He completed 54.1% of his passes for 192 yards and one touchdown in his freshman season at Old Miss. He started um, – his first college debut was in the second quarter against Louisville. He went 5-for-5 five five for passing for 18 yards against number 18 Auburn. He completed 5-of-28 passes um, for 174 yards, which is most of his 192 yards there as a freshman. And he had his first career touchdown pass – um, against Baylor on January 1st, 2022, filling in for Matt Corral, who was injured. Um, then in the, his sophomore year, he played in four games um, with one Stars quarterback. Um, he completed eight of 17 passes for the season, 125 yards, two touchdowns on the season. He had a run rushing touchdown. He made his first career start at quarterback versus Central Arkansas September 10th. Um, 2022, he finished six of 13 passing for 90 yards, two touchdowns, one interception, and one touchdown run. Now his grades speak for themselves. His first year, he was on the 2021 Spring Chancellor's Honor Roll. Then 2022, he's at the Fall Athletic Director's Honor Roll as well. And then now as a sophomore, redshirt sophomore, he is now um, with Illinois. And so with not a lot of – those those numbers – and what he was doing is not bad, you know. But with Tommy DeVito, he had way more starts, way more experience. Um, so it's going to be curious to see how he comes in and looks. Now the videos, and when you watch him play, he made some freshman mistakes when you saw him against Baylor and everything else. But to, to play that way versus ranked teams and those defenses, I think he's going to bring a lot to the table. But this is the one that people are really going to look at in the spring game. How is he moving with the pocket? How is he understanding the offense? How is he going to get the ball to these guys? What's his throwing mechanics going to look like? Tommy DeVito brought in this leadership as well. And so how is he going to lead the huddle? How is he going to lead these guys? And so, again, you can't put that full stock into the spring because he's been there only for the spring. He's going to have all summer. He's going to have fall camp. Um, but it's going to be curious to see how how does he understand the offense, Um his throwing mechanics, throwing them the ball now. Does he have to complete every single pass? No. Um, can he check at the line? Is that going to be something else they're going to allow them to do in the spring game? You know, I think they could, and I think those are just some type of things to look at 
when we look into the spring scrimmage? Is he checking at the line? And I think they will let him. So again, when they go into the summer and they go into fall camp, it allows them to go into that time and say, hey, he was able to look at our defense and he was able to make a check at the line for the right play, get us in the right position. He was doing it in practice. Now he did it in the game. Now we can build off of that in the summer. We can build off of that into fall camp. And I think those are some things that you're going to have to look at from him. But he also, I think he cannot have a Archie Manning type of game where he's missing passes. And I think you're going to see him get more reps than guys on defense. He's going to get more reps than maybe some like Isaiah Williams. Isaiah Williams is not going to get a lot of reps. But Luke Altamar, even though he's projected to be the starter, there's still going to be that quarterback battle going on in there. Uh, this is not where Tommy DeVito just shows up. And even though they weren't outright with it at the beginning and said, oh, he's going to be the starter with Tommy DeVito, it was it was kind of obvious that when he came to campus that he was going to be the starter. There was really going to be no um, – huge quarterback battle there, but there's going to be a little bit of a quarterback competition there and he's not going to, you know, it's projected. That's going to be it. If he has a bad spring, doesn't mean he's not going to start, but if he has a bad spring practices, which hasn't been really reported that way, but if he has a bad spring game and then it just, you know, goes that way, but I hope he does. I'm not saying he's going to do bad. I'm not saying I hope he does bad for Illinois sake. I want him to do good. I'm just saying what they look at in the spring. But I think he'll be good. You know, those numbers don't just blow off the page, but it gives you a perspective of if that's how he started with those numbers and he was the star of the rest of the year, what could that have brought to the table? He had to play against some good, play behind some good quarterbacks, learn some things. So maybe that I think that experience is going to bring in a lot for Illinois. And so those are those are just the things you look at for the quarterback, and I, um, I think he'll do fine. You know, Coach Bielma, you know, was able to get Tommy DeVito to play well and Coach Lonnie Jr., who really got him to play well. And I think that's what's going to happen here um, for, um, you know, Altemeyer. You know, there was a quote here on um, the quarterback room is picking things up and understanding how we play. Um, again, you're going to have, you know, John Paddock from Ball State who had come in and they both have Division One experience. They're going to have this little competition. Um, and so he said they're starting to pick some things up. And so that's the importance of spring is how they're picking it up. Do they understand the offense? Can they do these things that they want to do? So um, I think those are things that you're going to look at for the Illinois spring game. Don't let people take away your fun. Don't let people – if you love spring football for college, as long as you don't overreact to everything, enjoy it. Um, but those are some things to look out for this new Illinois final line I – football team. Um, we'll continue to talk about them as the summer goes on and figure out, you know, how they might look, speculate for the, for the fall season and all that. So um, thank you guys for watching or listening. Like and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Leave a comment in the comment section down below. Check out all the affiliates in the description below. Um, follow me at coach underscore Steve 72. Check out all the other videos. Um, leave a, a review on Apple and iTunes, you know, all that good stuff. Um, so thank you again for watching and or listening, and we will see you guys next time.